Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 306. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Uh, actually, I'm going to have to stop you there, Ross. Um, as of today, Monday, I am no longer the Director of SEO and Social Media at Advanced Local. I'm moving on to a new exciting position, um, <laughs> one that I can't announce just yet, but I will very shortly. So just to let you know, uh, you're going to have to change your intro there, buddy. Ah, oh, gosh. You're always making me work. Somebody's <laughs> got to. <laughs> well, you, so you're pretty excited then. That's good. I'm very excited. Good, good. New adventure coming up. Well, we won't be able to, uh, hopefully we'll have, uh, you'll still be doing the enterprise level stuff and then we can, it, it, it seems to be a good match. Oh, yeah. To, yeah, definitely high, higher end stuff for sure. Good. All right. I'll stick to my my stuff, and you can stick to yours, and we'll have our excellent banter as always. Uh, not that we ever don't talk about other stuff, but anyway, blah blah blah. All right, so we got a few things on our task list today, um, including some great questions from our communities. Thank you guys. So first, I want to share a little story. I, I um, it's funny after this is my started my twenty first year doing this, and and it still surprises me when I get a client that does this. She's actually quite a, a, a good client. She's a very New York, very you know brash, and and uh, not that everyone in New York is, but <laughs> there's this particular uh, stereotype um, where even when she's happy, she sounds upset. However, uh, in, in this case, um, we told her that she had number two ranking in uh, again based on what we could see for a local search in her maps, but she also had the first organic ranking on the same page. Well, nice. you, you can bet the first thing she asked was, why am I not number one in maps? So she, she went <laughs> on. I'm, I'm putting that really nicely. She, 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 was, she actually said, okay, the bee is coming out here, and I got to ask, why am I not number one? It's like, wow. Uh, well, <laughs> first of all, even if you were, you're going to move around. There's, unless you're obscenely entrenched, like, hello, Amazon. You're not going to necessarily stick in one position, um, and and, and I goodness. didn't even, yeah, and and yeah, exactly. It would be really boring. The results would be horrible. But it would also, um, I, I also didn't want to get into some of the other reasons, which I can get into here, which are you know what you see and what I see, even what our reporting software sees, is not necessarily what everyone else sees because they have personalization turned on. Uh, definitely did not want to get into that with her. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, <laughs> see, what I would I would do next time is lead with you're number one in organic search. Oh, and number two in local, but you're number one in organic. <laughs> <laughs> she could see the results, unfortunately. But yeah, um, it, it, it it's it's really astounding. Like, and you know, from a perspective of a client, you got to remember too that um, we're humans. <laughs> we like a little. That's great. Good for you. We're really proud. We're really happy that you got us that far. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's straight into the, the critical right away. But uh, whatever. We just laugh it off. We have to. But uh, it, it still amazes me that this happens. 
I, and part of that is, in, I'm not, so I'm going to pile on with the with her, Ross, and just trash <laughs> you here. Oh, thanks. Part, part of it, and I'm just teasing you, you know that, but part of it is really from, from the SEO perspective, we have to be very careful about setting expectations up front. And I'm sure you did a good job, Ross. I know you always do, but sometimes people don't take that to heart and understand that when we're saying we're going to do everything we can and getting here is, is not a guarantee, but we're going to do our best to get there. When we get you almost there you should be extremely happy that, that we were able to do that and we're still working on your site so there's still more time to get you to where you're looking at looking to go right well but as it, it is she has record-breaking numbers she had close to 100 phone calls through her google listing that we've been marketing for her um nice yeah so that's what google had noted um but that that's google my business but we've also um She's confirmed that she, she's gotten about 20, between 11, I think it was just 11 in one week. No, sorry. 11, let's just say, I'll be critical and, and say that maybe 11 to 15 new patients a month um, guaranteed to have come from Google. And you know how that is. There's probably yeah. other ones that didn't, that they didn't properly tell. So, yeah, things are looking pretty good. Um, uh, and she's not spending a lot. She should be spending more. She we, should be. <laughs> I think she needs a lesson in ROI is what she needs, not a lesson yeah. in rankings. <laughs> anyway, you know, just remember where you're working with your SEO company to, to put things in uh, perspective. Uh, it's, it's important. I know most most of my clients would be thrilled and, and they are. They are. They're very happy and, and, and they like to be positive about things but you know you get these odd ones anyway um she probably was really happy that she doesn't know how to express it <laughs> yes yes so uh the next bit here uh was kind of interesting i debated whether or not to even put it on here but it was an interesting article um blockchain now this is not seo 101 but it will have an effect on anyone who's got a website at all in the future yeah. not in the near future but in the future Blockchain's um, not even computer 101. This is yeah. this is pretty technical stuff. Yeah, well, even I I, I can't describe it. I well, I have to look at it. And <laughs> so 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 we'll try. And you're right. It's hard to explain simply. But blockchain is, in its broadest terms, a new fundamental way that computers talk to each other. Right. Yes. And. It's it's very secure right now at this point. It's almost impossible to hack. It's a whole new infrastructure of how computers communicate. And a lot of things, you, you, things that are using it now are things like Bitcoin. Bitcoin was based on the blockchain infrastructure, all these microcurrencies. Um, there's lots of um, industries are really looking at hard on how to utilize blockchain um, to improve the, the digital communications and security of digital communications. And there's a lot of discussion about how blockchain itself is the future foundation of what the internet will be 15 years from now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, well, they, one thing they mentioned in this article, and this is from Search Engine Land, uh, which I thought was intriguing, was, well, one of the fundamental things about blockchain is it takes out the middleman. And that's why right. banks and all these different institutions are actually well, describe, describe what the, the middleman means. Well, if you go to the bank, if you need money, you go to the bank. Um, if you need to transfer money to someone else, you go to the bank. No, not with the blockchain. With the blockchain, you can do it directly with a person. 
There is no middleman. There's huge money losses here for for the banking system, um, and it's secure, very secure. Um, yeah. But, it's, but it's, it's just not money that's using it, though. You think about no I've, I've, any content, anything. I actually, a gentleman I worked with when I was in an agency in Florida has started a new company. He's been doing it for years. He actually has technology built around blockchain for secure voting systems. Right. So Excellent. using using blockchain to secure a, a voting platform, which is amazing. If that gets off the ground and starts rolling, that's going to change the way elections happen around the world. Um, things like yeah. that are, are really exciting to me about what's happening with blockchain. Well, and from Google's perspective, one example of how blockchain will help them. Uh, there's other ones where it won't, but is 100 percent verification of a person's identity. Um and again, it's a little. There's, there's a lot of things involved in that. I've been trying to read up on what that um, will mean. I mean, or how that is going to be implemented. I should say, but you know, if you get, uh, let's say, a document that is clearly you, you've got it. Let's say, go. You go to a. Uh, um, well, you don't even have to go to anyone. I think with the blockchain, you can literally, like, for example, I mean, I'm into cryptocurrencies. I'm playing around with them anyway. I own a few. I own a few. And what I've been doing is, you know, you, you go to places like Bittrex and you, you, you take a photo of yourself, you put your photo of your, your, your license, you yep. enter information, they mesh all this together and, and to a high degree of certainty determine it is truly you. And then you can create an account. And if they're not certain, they'll go even farther. Well, imagine that to the nth level. Um, the certainty that you are you is going to be important. And for people like Google, who are or people, companies like Google who are trying to verify that you are who you are and that your reviews are from you, that your changes to Google My Business are you, and to, so much stuff, email, everything can all be done through blockchain um, in See, terms of, of verification. But it is kind of scary at the same time because a lot of the success of the internet as a whole has been based on anonymity, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so. There's going to have to be segments that rely on knowing who you are, and segments that still allow you to be anonymous. There's, mm -hmm. there's, I don't think there's any way around that. That's still going to have to be out there. Um, well, the problem too is there are cryptocurrencies that are entirely anonymous. Yes, they track everything, but you don't have to provide your info. <laughs> this is some creepy stuff there. But yeah, uh, yeah and this some did very dark, dark, well, dark areas. And, and, and now, but see, from an SEO perspective, let's just throw this in here. Um, an SEO perspective, what does this mean? Nothing now. In the future, it could mean uh, an, an impact on how you're going to integrate, integrate this technology in, in even the most basic website because you're going to need to in order to keep up with the Joneses. Um, we'll, we'll and think that's about where it too. your SEOs are going to be up to date. We'll, we'll think about how valuable it will be for search engines to know the identity of the owner of the website. Not necessarily the person, but the, the brand or the company that we know this is the official. Like you get you get the, the little signal on, on Facebook and Twitter where you've been verified. Yeah. This is a verification process for websites. This is you know, this is steps for actual website, not that one that's hosted on that machine over in Russia that looks exactly the same. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and also content ownership. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is fundamentally, it, it's, it's, it's complete foundational change of how information is exchanged, uh, owned and verified throughout the entire mm -hmm. world. 
I, I can't even begin to understand it all because it's math, which is well, my antithesis. There, there, <laughs> there, there is no way to understand it now because it's such, and it's such a new technology that we can't even imagine right now how it's going to be used 10 years from now. No. Who knows what's going to be happening with this stuff 10 years from now? It'll be an undercurrent. We won't even have to deal with it. It'll be simplified for the masses. Or, 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 it'll, be, it'll, or it'll change everything on the surface. But we don't know. It'll be one of those two things or somewhere in between. True. But either way, it will, um, even if it does change anything, it's half going to be way more usable. <laughs> oh, yeah. So a lot of people won't even have a clue. It'll just be built into everything. Um, it'll be just a communication uh, yeah. No, I don't know how you. Anyway. Uh, it's it's kind of like how a website has an IP address now, and there's a lot of SEO stuff based yeah. on which C block you're in and IP addresses and who's sharing them. What if an IP was your block node identification mm. and it's everything that you own tied to you? Or in this case, it would be a hash code, something that's infinitely yeah. long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, IPs, well, I, IPs won't exist, you know, at that point at all. Yeah, which would and be we, good because we're running out of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They should just move to hash codes. But, you know, you look at um, uh, the whole concept of of cryptocurrencies. And again, this is going to get off topic so quickly. So I just want to say, holy headache trying to get into that stuff. It changes every freaking day. I thought SEO oh, was yeah. bad. <laughs> are you? Which one are you in? Um, You're doing a few? Doing a few, yeah. Well, we can talk about that after, though. Let's yeah. jump into more here of SEO. Okay. So. It's definitely, that was definitely not a one-on-one topic. It wasn't, and I apologize, but it's fascinating, and it is foundational. It will affect all of our one-on-one listeners. Um, I give it, what, four years, maybe five, max, at the way things yeah. are moving? Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely 10. But Oh, for sure, 10. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so next on news here, Google Tag Manager um, – is in, has included a native scroll depth tracking plugin. Again, this is not 101, but it is intriguing. Those who use Google Tag Manager, what that is is, a, a, you, uh, let's say, a, an agency is marketing your website. They can add a piece of code to your site that will allow them to add other code as needed through their interface so they don't actually have to log into your site and make those changes. So Very we can do the opposite of the last question, and let's actually explain what a tag is in a tag manager. <laughs> So when you're when you put when you put Google Analytics on your site, you have to put that little snippet of code um, on the page so that Google Analytics works. It can track your stuff. That little snippet of code is basically it has different names or tags. Some people call it pixels. But that little piece of code is what Tag Manager manages. And depending on what types of services you're using with your site, you might have four or five different you know, little snippets of code for different services that you're using outside of analytics. What Tag Manager allows you to do is to put one snippet of code on your site, which is Tag Manager, and then all those other snippets are managed outside of your website. So yeah. to, through Tag Manager, basically. Yeah, and they load within your site when the page loads. It's just, yes. um, it's all seamless and allows your marketing manager uh, to go in and, and or whoever to go in and update those tags anytime they want um, within Tag Manager, which li- which enacts those changes live on your website. Uh, way less headache, uh, less approval required on bigger sites. It's pretty helpful. And more secure because because every time they have to edit something, they don't have to FTP into your site and go and yeah. change code on your site. They just change it in that one space and it automatically pushes out. Right. 
So um, in this case, they've added a new uh, module. I haven't actually seen this. I just read about it. It seems intriguing, though. Um, it is a native scroll depth tracking. So what that means is how far are people scrolling down or to the side on your site? And it has little marker points, 25%, 50%, 75%, 100%. So how far down the page are they reading or scrolling? Or in this case, scrolling. Yeah, kind of cool. Nice little freebie to add. And uh, hey, yeah, we need more data to overwhelm us, right? Yeah. yeah. And if they, <laughs> if they are scrolling sideways on your site, we got a whole other conversation to have here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got one of those fancy dancy sites or you're yeah. too big. <laughs> Way too big. Uh, all interesting info, right? If you do find out people are doing that a lot and they're on mobile, hello, you got a problem. Go. Good question or yeah. good point. Okay. Google rewriting title tags in search results. Uh, <laughs> this is a pet peeve of, of many, um, especially uh, those who have custom written title tags. Now, in my opinion, um, I think it's kind of baseless, this pet peeve, because in most cases, Google, if they're going to alter your title tag in a search result, it's because your title tag wasn't relevant. It didn't have clarity. Didn't match the content of your page. Yeah, and in this case, Google is trying. They literally said to incite click-throughs if your content is relevant. So they're going to change that title to improve the chances that someone's going to click through, and, and their search experience is better. It's a good thing, um, and it's especially good <laughs> for those sites who are oh, frustratingly don't even alter their title tag and just says homepage, or in some cases, <laughs> untitled. Oh but God. that's what it is. It's the homepage. Why can't it be titled homepage? I'm just saying. <laughs> homepage of what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was interesting. It's from the SEM post. It just talks. It's very short. Um, why Google is writing title tags, and it makes perfect sense. And I hope it uh, allays some of the people's uh, frustrations around that because I don't see it happening enough to be a concern. I suppose e-commerce sites may find it an issue. But Google's trying to do it to improve things. So here's here's a pro tip: if you have an SEO writing your title tags and Google is still changing them, you need to change your SEO. <laughs> Just say it. Yeah. So and I'll quote here: It says Google has said previously that they rewrite titles because when they experiment with these, uh, searchers prefer the rewritten titles. So there you go. Unquote. I'm pretty clear. Okay. Now the Mueller files. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, somewhat of a confirmation uh, news uh, we've had a lot lately. Um, in this case, uh, Mueller is con has confirmed that Google uses the same algorithm to rank the top 10 search results as they use for the top 100 results. You, you say that's confirmation. However, I've never asked that question. Before. I know. I always just assumed. I never even thought of that as a question. That's why I changed it. I really originally had yeah. kind of a nasty name. I was like, no, I guess I really didn't know. So I can't say that. But it is somewhat yeah. confirmation. We Again, we've assumed it. But again, it's nice to know. So good good yeah. on uh, Barry Schwartz for asking that question yeah. in, in one of the latest uh, interviews. Right. Next is yours, buddy. Oh, the hash bang. So the, the, the hash bang is a technology that Google had promoted a few years ago, many years ago, actually, to deal with helping them index Ajax content. 
and they call it hash bag because really you you add a, a hashtag and an exclamation point in the URL to help them know when this happens. Well, a couple of years ago, they depreciated this and said, here's a new way. This is how we crawl Ajax now. We know we can do JavaScript better and we don't, don't do the hash bag anymore. We're, we're not paying attention to that. So they depreciated it. SEO 401 warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but this is important because yeah. while they depreciated how to crawl Ajax, they still crawled it. They still used the yeah. hash bag. So if you were still using that technology for your Ajax files, you were still getting crawled. Um, there was a conversation John Mueller had on one of his hangouts recently. This came up and he said basically at some point, Probably he didn't give a time frame, but he he insinuated that it wouldn't be too far out that they're going to stop crawling that content when it's being done with the hash bank. So not only is it de depreciated as a technology to use to identify Ajax content, they're going to actually stop crawling that content at some point. So if you're still using that and you have Ajax content, it's highly recommended that you as soon as you can switch out of that to the newer the newer um, methodologies for getting ajax crawled okay. and for the for the to bring it back to somewhat seo 101 ish ajax is a technology like flash or javascript that that programmers will use to pull in dynamic content into a page without changing the url so you can click a button on the page and the content changes on that page um it's it's a it's a program infinitely long yeah, and it's, it's a programming language that allows you to modify the page without changing URLs, basically. Um, there were ways to get all that content indexed. There are still ways, actually. But the first one that Google really pushed was this hash bang. Or, okay. um, and that's now depreciated and soon to be not even crawlable. Great. Uh, I've been remiss. We haven't taken a break. So we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turow, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. 
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director, the once director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local. Probably no has. <laughs> and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, so Google is testing a local question and answer feature on desktop search results. Now, we've talked about the Q&A feature before. Essentially, this allows you within your Google My Business profile to uh, pre-create any questions and answers um, and add them there for anyone who's more interested in your service or products um, and also allows people uh, who are interested in these to add their own questions and answers or you, so you can answer them. So in this case, um, that was only happening on mobile. Uh, but they are now testing this feature on desktop. I think desktop's a great place for it. I see no reason why it shouldn't be on both. Um, yeah. Well, uh, with the mobile first index and everything coming up, pretty much yeah. everything that was mobile is going to move to desktop anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it, anyway, it's, uh, it highlights the importance of leveraging it now before your competitors do. Um, uh-huh. They not only could um, get ahead of you, but they could also ask uh, questions on your own profile to put you in an awkward position. So... You'll never be able to stop that, but at least you can yeah. do your best to create a, a, a fairly substantial question and answer database there. Um, and leverage it. Yeah, as soon as you see a question on your profile that says, what does your mom like to, you got to deal with that <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> well, and another thing too is if you don't pay attention to it and someone asks a question and they don't know what answers, they will source the answer, not from you. Oh, that, that's <laughs> so true. That's care- you got to be careful there. Uh, the next bit, uh, I didn't actually notice this. I just forgot to put it on there. Was, uh, APIs. Yeah. Google this My kind Business. Of, it kind of ties into what we were just talking about a little bit. Yeah. So Google My Business, uh, again, uh, the, the profile that you guys have a lot of control over if you have a local business. And it's a, fa- a fantastic resource. I love it, honestly. it's They've done a good job of building it up. It took forever for them to iron things out, but it's doing really well. Um, it seems pretty solid. has some serious issues still, but it's still very uh, a lot better than it was. Anyway, mm-hmm. they... Uh, launched Google Posts uh, about a, two months ago. Um, yeah, it's been a few months. Yeah, so Google Posts allows you to post uh, events, sales, anything along those along those lines, um, and they will ultimately expire and re- be removed. But you can do that. You can add them there, and if someone goes to your Google profile, they'll be able to see that. Um, and sometimes, if uh, let's say you're added to the knowledge panel in a search result, that's the right side content that appears sometimes in a block on uh, a search result. Uh, they'll see these events or sales in the footer of that uh, box. But anyway, you can now use an application uh, programming interface. Uh, so that means that you can uh, send content through to Google My Business now using their API. Um, yeah. Very advanced stuff, but it's something that's going to be interesting and something well, that should be built into a lot of platforms soon. Yeah, why this why this is important, I think, is because one of the things we learned about the Google Post is unless it's an event-oriented post that, that expires on the day of the event, these posts only stay up for three days, right? Yeah. So um, the fact that it's in the API now means that people can build tools to allow you to do these posts through a dashboard or something. It's something very similar to what you see with a lot of these tools tied to social media. Um, but the cool thing is now you can you can actually pre-write and schedule. You, in the API, you'll be able to write a program that schedules these posts and pushes them out on certain dates. So you can actually plan stuff ahead of time and, and keep a good flow of posts without having to log into your site every three days. You know, small businesses are 
are busy. You know, SEOs are busy. That's just a really a time saving resource that really will make this a more viable tool. Um, the posts themselves a viable tool, but I do want to reemphasize that as far as I can tell, and I haven't seen anybody that's that says anything different yet. Is these posts are not going to help your organic search very much at all, um, because of the li- limited lifespan, um, and they're also not searchable. And they're not searchable. So so they're great for your um, communications out to the community, the businesses. It's a real good communication tool for businesses specifically. But as an SEO, looking at it from the organic search perspective, there's not a lot of value in, in putting time and effort into this. So now if a tool comes out that lets you automate it, it's it might be something you can do just to kind of help a business get along. Um, and it won't take up that much of your time. Yeah. It's one of these things you can experiment it, be on the cutting edge. Uh, doesn't, like you say, take much time, uh, give it a go. Uh, it certainly can't hurt. Events are particularly useful um, and, and a good yeah. idea to have on there. All right, some community, well, actually, no, I gotta stop myself. Let's take another break here. We'll be right back with uh, three fantastic community questions to tie the show off. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the once director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. Rafael Campos has a great question here. He says, I have a question about website migration. The current website uses keyword stuffing, repeats the same keywords over and over again at page title, meta description, image, alt attribute, meta keywords, and no script tag. 
but the site is ranking first or in a high position for the main keywords, apparently for a long period. We want to launch a new website with a new design without the keyword stuffing and with proper usage of SEO white hat techniques. Does anyone here have experience replacing a site that uses such techniques, ranking high and replaced with a new website without these techniques? Did it keep the good positioning? It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> a good question. It is a very good question, and I'm afraid I don't have a very good answer for you. Uh, well, there's, but I mean, there's 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 <clears throat> other there's other questions I would have to ask to to help narrow down what the answer could be. No, true. I mean, there's always a lot yeah. more we could ask. But so one of the first things I'm going to look at is the backlink profile of the the site that's doing well. If a lot of the strength of their success is due to that backlink profile, then that's something that can definitely you know transfer to the new site. And 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 I think the the rankings. And anytime you change a site, anytime you change a site, let me repeat that. Anytime you change a site, you're going to take a dip in rankings. Now, it, it'll come back relatively quickly if you've done your job as an SEO. Um, in this particular case, if it, if it was the backlinks that created all that strength and equity and you transferred those you know, using the proper transition strategy, then I think you'd have a good chance of keeping a lot of that weight in the new site. If it's the other stuff that's doing it because it's been grandfathered in and Google hasn't found the, the over-optimization, which is what it sounds like is going on here, yet as soon as you do that and they crawl it, it's going to take a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have worked on situations like this, uh, not to the level this sounds like, um, you know, it wasn't blatantly going all out, but it definitely had a, a high incidence of keyword use and, you know, the classic footer text and ugh, it was a mess. <sighs> but, you know, we carefully page by page for main pages anyway, obviously not every page, it was e-commerce site, um, tried to hone the pages so that they still had the same relevance, almost identical relevance, but with significantly less spam. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it worked. But, I mean, yes, it was fluctuated like a maniac for a couple months, but it did come back. Um, I wouldn't put my money on that happening every time, though. And it was very... <laughs> time-consuming and expensive to do that. So there's there's two more things to, to this. One, um, Mark Taylor answered this. This was from our community, and he answered, and it was a really a fairly good suggestion. He said, take a few, two, few pages, transition them over before you transition the entire site if you can, right, and see how that, if those pages maintain the ranking, you know, see what happens with just a handful of pages. The one thing I would caution about that, just be aware that if when you do that, the new, the old version of the site, because of whatever you do, it ends up getting crawled again. Let's say there was a link in one of the old ones that points back to the old site, like an internal linking structure kind of thing. Um, if that site gets crawled again, it might get hit. You know, because because if it's not the backlink profile creating the strength, it's it sounds like it's been grandfathered in, and they just haven't discovered any of these issues yet. If it gets but, crawled again, it could potentially be discovered and drop out. Then again, it's a ticking time bomb anyway. So. Yeah, and that was the second point I was going to make. At some point, <laughs> it's going to get crawled again and drop out, and you you don't want to you don't want to take those bad techniques and transfer them to the new site, no matter what, even if it hurts you now, because at some point it's going to get hit. Um, it's it's this is not a long term strategy leaving this by itself because it will get hit at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you need any help, uh, Raphael, let me know. Um, again, we've done this before. It did work. It just took a bit of a 
quite a bit of time, you know, it, it takes, I think, a trained eye looking at how the page was uh, originally created um, to determine what can be taken away and what can be left. Um, again, we we did this very delicately for a client because they um, had a lot to lose. They were ranking obscenely well, but they knew it was a bomb. You know, it was going to go off at some point. Um, so they were smart enough to get ahead of the game and like you are. So good for you. I think you're doing a good thing. Um, but uh, just keep up this planning and this this positive attitude. <laughs> uh, and I hope that uh, it goes well. If you have any questions or you want to fill us in on how it went, that would be fantastic too. Yeah, I'd love to hear that for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Raphael. Great one. To, great post. The next question is from, uh, oh, I hope I don't get this wrong, Maisha Lowry. Yeah, I want to I want to read this one because there's different points in this one. There's lots of places to to talk about things in this okay. one. Yeah. So she she basically said yesterday in my class at the University of Phoenix, our professor asked us if it's worth optimizing for multiple search engines, and I, I kind of like this professor even though I've never been here because that's a very loaded question. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it spot it, it's spawned quite a lively discussion. Um, one of the classmates said, um, no, she doesn't think it's worth the attempt to optimize for any search engine other than Google. Okay, this is the first place I think we need to have a step back and look at this question, right? Because when we think of search engines today, we should be thinking way beyond Google, Bing, and Yahoo, right? Amazon is a search engine. Travelocity is a search engine. There's a lots of sites out there that could be and should be considered search engines from the realm of an SEO. And there's a whole separate subset of tactics and techniques and structure and skills needed to optimize for Amazon that's different than we would do for Travelocity or even Google, right? So from that perspective, if you look at the definition of a search engine, the way it should be looked at in this day and age, it's impossible not to optimize differently for different search engines. Do you agree, Ross? Uh, yeah, definitely. I don't think, like you said, I, I don't think that's what they were targeting here, but I agree. You, you can't, yeah. you got to be careful with that, uh, that definition. Yeah, I think it really depends on that definition. And I would love it if everybody expanded their definition of what a search engine is to be reflective on how people use the internet today. Right. Um, so let's go on with our question, though. Um, according to John Lincoln, 2017, I'm not sure who John Lincoln is. Um, do you recognize that name? No. No, I don't either. Uh, she quotes him saying, both combined strength of Bing and Yahoo dominates 30% of the market share for search and paid search share. Uh, the network expected to continue its trend of upward growth. Hmm. And that was 2017. Um, I believe their 30% is not. No, I mean, it's I guess pretty it depends old. On, yeah, that's kind of old. So, And it's lower than what it was then. So, Especially um, Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially Yahoo, um, and and with and with app with uh, Bing losing the Apple contract and that going back to Google, Google's going to pick up even more share points. So that piece I think is a little flawed. It's just it was probably true at the time he wrote it, but it's a little outdated. Um, and she goes on said, I stated in class that Bing is a sleeping agent that will soon catch up to Google. Um, I. 
don't even know what to say about that. I don't, I don't think that will ever happen in anybody that even if, even if you're sitting there with your two month old grandson listening to this podcast, nobody who hears this podcast will ever live to see the day when Bing is a bigger search engine than Google. Right. This is my opinion. Yeah. It would be a shock. It would be a shock. And, and, yeah. And I, I think, uh, my, I, I wish, I wish it was true because <laughs> I like the idea of more competition. But yeah. yeah, I think we both have to agree that it's it's not going to happen anytime soon. I'd be surprised if they ever took even twenty five percent. Yeah, but but her next point is actually very valid. She she said, the, there, he he she also quoted another quote from this Lincoln guy who says there's some difference in demographics of people who use who search using Bing versus Yahoo compared to those who use Google, which is very very true. There's mm-hmm. a, there's the, the different. The demographics of the two different groups of people, people use Google, people use the other, are very different. And they use them for different purposes, too, I believe. <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah. <laughs> fairly, I wasn't a lot of gonna them have describe. AOL accounts. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is public knowledge. I'm sure it is for a lot of people, but Bing is known as pretty much the porn search engine these days. So, <laughs> so if, if you're... Not that you would be, but if you were looking for that kind of stuff, Bing is definitely, you know, according to what the, the internet says, the place to go as opposed to Google to find that stuff. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just actually had to counsel a client, please leave AOL. He couldn't even read my Gmail. He couldn't really? really. Yeah, yeah. My Gmail came to him and it just came in text in this one long send. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, upgrade, please. Upgrade. <laughs> um so Maisha said, she stated in the class, um, no one doubts that Google has the upper hand in SEO. And that's another thing I want to say. Google doesn't have any hand in SEO. They are a search engine. So let's make sure we separate that. They have the upper hand in search, definitely. Um, but the smart thing to do is to capitalize on Bing and its growth. Um, she asked what everybody else wanted to think. And I thought this was a very interesting conversation to have yes. um, because there's, there's, two, there's two ways to look at this. One, absolutely, you do not want to give up 20, 25% of your market share potential. If there's 20, 25% of people out there that are using those search engines and they're searching for your business or products or services, you don't want to just give up 20 to 25% of your potential market. Absolutely not. But the other side of that coin is that the search engines are so close in line these days on what it takes to optimize for them that can you name one thing you would do for Bing that you wouldn't do for Google? I can't. Hmm. No. Yeah. No, I can't think of anything. I mean, I wouldn't want to do anything to sacrifice anything on Google. So I would. So, so yeah. So what we think about is the traditional search engines, you know, forget about what I said about Amazon and Travelocity and stuff. But if you think of a traditional search engine, they are so closely aligned in the things you do to optimize for them that, you know, there's no reason to spend time trying to figure out what I do for one versus the other. We used to have to do that. Remember when we used to have separate pages? Oh yeah. We'd have separate pages for different (laughs) search engines, but, but they're so closely aligned now. There's no reason to do that. Um, but to go back, what I said, they're potentially learning how to optimize for Amazon and Travelocity and, and all these other very specific niche types of, um, I'm going to call them search engines because that's what they are. That can take a, a, a dramatic turn from how you optimize for a standard search engine. So you got to keep that in mind. You know, an example of where Bing really 
falls in line and actually has done phenomenal for uh, phenomenally for our clients is when they've got a fantastic pay-per-click program at Google. They've already ironed out a lot of the kinks. They can transfer a lot of what data they've got there to Bing, and they'll do well. It often does. Uh, not, not for every product, yes. but in some circumstances, we've had them be the most impressive campaigns by far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and on the paid side, absolutely. You, you've got to be utilizing both of those. Because, again, it goes back to are you really willing to give up 20 25% of your market share? That's just so- – you know, if you consider it that way, then yes, uh, you know, I totally agree, Maisha, that, you know, capitalize on Bing if you can, but do not do it at the um, sacrifice of anything on Google. It's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Great question. I love it. Um, I actually want to go and check out what the other responses were, but there are some good ones. I hope mm-hmm. there were anyway. Okay. The next question is from uh, Constantine. Kostachuk. I hope I got that right. You did that Um, way better than I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I ran into a small roadblock this evening. I'm merging a client's English website, brackets here, which was on a separate domain name, to the French version of the same website. For example, the old website.com is moving to newwebsite.com forward slash en forward slash, which is for English. I have all my redirects in place on the old domain, and my properties are all claimed in Search Console. I'm getting an error saying that my old website.com should be redirecting redirecting to newwebsite.com. While that would make sense if I'm moving domains, it doesn't make sense if I'm merging an English version of a website into the French version of the same website, but on another domain name. Wow. Yeah. So this one took me to, I actually dug into this one a little bit before the show and it took me a while to understand. And he actually, in his, in his post on our community, he put a screenshot of the message he got from Google, which really was key to helping me understand, I think what his issue is here. Right. So he's using the the change address tool in search console, which is really, you know, which is, is a good tool to use if you're changing domains, which he technically is here. But what he's doing, he's changing domains, but he's also putting the old website in a subdirectory of the new domain instead of just one-to-one. And it looks like when he used the change address tool, he just used the two domains because it very specifically says that your redirects do not match the site you chose, right? And his redirects are pointing to the slash en subdirectory. So I think his problem here is he's, he just doesn't have the, the the tool, the domains he used in the tool matching the domains he has in his redirects. Now, here's my question, and I hope he responds, is will that tool even allow you to put a subdirectory in there to in that in the change address thing? It might just make you force you to use the the domain top level domain, the TLD and not allow you to do it into a subdirectory. If that's the case, he can't use this tool for what he's trying to do. Um, and I put it, I put this all in a comment to him in our community if you want to read it out. I think if it doesn't allow him to do that, his only option at that point is use um, XML sitemap files, resubmit them with high priorities to get it recrawled to pick up the redirects, and then rely on just the natural crawling process. Because it's it was it's a very interesting question and it took me a while to kind of sort it out and I and I'll, I'll still be interested to see you know if he goes back and looks at his stuff and looks at the, the the suggestions I made to see if it actually works and how it works. No doubt. Well, excellent. I'm sure glad I didn't have to do that one on the fly. <laughs> I, <was laughs> yeah. like, oh, I need to read that one a few times. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. 
uh, Constantine, I hope you, you found that useful and uh, you came from a top-notch uh, SEO, so I'm sure it's going to help you out. All right, so it is, wow, end of show. That was a good long show. We, You know, it's funny, we're like, oh, I think we have enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, the days we think we have 10, we fly through it, and they're like, do we have enough? And we're like, talk and talk and talk. <laughs> uh, well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the once director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you would like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page again. Easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.